Hey everybody, welcome back to Nobody Left Behind. It is me, Brian, here in North Texas, gracing your beautiful eardrums, drinking only the finest of the good good. I'm I'm blessed to be here with the one, the only Frank this evening in Austin, actual. Frank, how are you doing? Hey, Brian, doing well. Okay. I, Sorry, was uh, that a little loud? No, it was a little back. like gravelly. It was like you just got done smoking a pack of Marlboros and you're like, let me hop on the mic real quick. Well, so here's the deal. We're at this time of the season where like things are changing. We've got different pollens in the air. Puberty? Are you hitting puberty right now? I, I am. Yeah, as Good. we're speaking. Good. My voice is deepening. It's going to happen really fast here. Can't wait. Um, so, no, but I, I, get, I get a two times during the year where I produce more saliva than necessary. Saliva. That's not the S word I thought you were going to go with. Oof. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Woo. No, um, <laughs> it's a close one. Real close. We cut that one very close. Um, no. So what I'm saying is, is, is I produce more. Like I, I, it's allergies to yeah. some extent. I don't have severe allergic reactions, but I do get this one thing where my my the back of my throat just gets real gargly and it's annoying. Okay, fair, fair, fair. Well, it but, sounds sultry. Uh, to the listeners, so I'm trying my best. All right, welcome, Chocolate City. It's Frank here in Austin. I get it. We need a drop for this. Nope. <laughs> what? Are you drinking anything this evening, or are you still doing sober weekdays? As a matter of fact, Brian, no. I'm having myself a black quad. What? <laughs> a black quad from Real Ale. Oh, okay. Not what I thought you said. <laughs> no, a black quad. I. So I. I'm still doing sober weekdays, but I did decide that um, in order for the cast not to be supremely bored at never doing a beer count again, well, so here's the deal: one good beer during the cast, and this day, uh, which would be what the September 26, 2018, I have chosen the Real Ale Brewing Company Black Quad. I I thought it said seven and a half, but it's it's ten and a half percent. Uh huh. And so it's a little higher than I thought, but probably won't finish the whole bottle. It's it's twenty two ounces, right? Yeah, it's a bomber. Yeah. I think they only sell this in the bomber. They do. I didn't know if they sold it different down there, close to the source. But it is. Yeah, it's it's really good. It's a very multi, um, quad. Well, roasted malt quad. Right. So, very tasty. I like it actually better than the normal quad because the normal quad is too molasses sweet for me. Do you know why that is? No. You want me to tell you? <laughs> You're yeah, like, yeah. no. That was the invitation. It is uh, quadruple, quadruples or Belgian dark strongs, as they're known in the secular brewing world. Those are brewed with uh, what they call Belgian candied sugar. Oh, so uh, I'm sorry, Brian. Don't mean to interrupt you. The Growler Express folks brought this up the other day about Belgian candied sugar, and I mm-hmm. don't know if it was because of a quad. It probably was. I'm going to go with yes. It was because of a quad. 
It could very well be either a quad, uh, quad, triple, or double. Uh, all are uh, doubles sometimes will not have it depending on the strength of the double. Uh, New Belgium used to brew their double with Belgian candy sugar to give a little bit of um, higher boost the alcohol a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but that's not typical for most doubles. Most doubles just get their color and their ABV from malt, but some American brewers don't follow the rules. But okay. triples or Belgian golden strongs will they get a majority of their sugar for fermentation, yeah, or you know for alcohol production from sugar additions. Uh, American brewers will just use sucrose table sugar, um, but some traditional Belgian breweries will do candied sugar, which basically they just make their own basically. Uh, like rock sugar or whatever they call those uh, rock candies. Yeah, the basically. popsicle rocks or whatever. Essentially, is what they're making. They're just making it in large quantities, and okay, uh, they get a little color to it as well. Well, I was um, I was supposed to bring this up on the cast tonight, so I'm very happy that you, through my inadvertent, I picked up uh, your segue beer. Well, I slipped on my Cicero knowledge there for a minute. You did. And um, it doesn't happen often, it's, but it does happen. It's tough to slip when you don't have any to begin with, Frank. You just it, Well, I mean, ooh. Brian, you didn't have to say that so loud. God. Yeah. Well, ripping my freaking world apart right over here. I am. Still on my resume, so you know, if I get this job, then <laughs> this job that <laughs> this is highly pertinent for. And they listen to this cast before I get this job. It's I think really honestly, it would be an easier easier answer to tell me who doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, there's just five people in Buda. <laughs> so what it comes down to is I really like this beer. I know Brian Brian is hit or miss on Real Ale, and I think it's due to the distributor up there, isn't it? I know. I mean, I've had... I just don't like a ton of their stuff. I used to love their stuff, and I still do. Honestly, I had a real ale last night. I had their Oktoberfest that you'll see okay. posted up on the gram at No Beer Left Cast probably tomorrow morning. And um, some of their stuff is really good. They're big bombers that they do, uh, like Bitchin' Camaro, uh, Black Quad. They do a Scotch Ale. I forget what it's called. It's like a real heavy. It's like a Golden Lion something. Yep. Uh, that's their like double IPA. It's not the best, but it's passable. But their um, Scotch ale that they did, or their you know what they used to call a wee heavy, uh, won gold again at GABF last weekend. Also, yeah, I've had that one. It's that one, one is not easy to find, but it's it is. Um, I quite enjoy that one when it comes around. Yeah, yeah. that one is one. <clears throat> excuse me, that I've, I've I think I've only had it once or twice. But it is very good. Their their big bottles are usually pretty reliable, but their six packs, like I think they have one called what, Devil's Backbone. They're triple. I actually like that one. I love that beer. It's heaven. Yeah. Their Fireman's Four is the one that I used to love, and I've grown to dislike it altogether. And I but, have come around on disliking that one as well. I, I think their production quality on that just isn't what it needs to be. I think. Being around uh, some production brew houses, I would not be surprised if they don't use Fireman's Four to propagate yeast for their larger beers. Oh, okay. So, like, in order to produce Devil's Backbone, you gotta you gotta do at least two batches of Fireman's Four to get the yeast population large enough to make a batch of Devil's Backbone. That's fair. So, yeah, but I mean, I will say, 
before we go to your beer, because we really should. Yeah. Um, I I would give this, and I've not had very many black wads. Yeah, there's not very many out there. So, in the black quad world, if I were to relate it back to just a normal quad, this would be one of my favorite quads that I've had because I'm not a huge quad fan because they're too sweet. Yeah. So I I enjoy this beer because the the roastedness it helps. It helps the the ability to kind of cut that sweetness. I would agree. Definitely agree. <clears throat> so I'm a fan. Well, that's good. I'm glad that you got yourself you, you yourself are a fan of a beer that you're drinking. I'm uh actually a fan of the beer that I'm drinking tonight. Thank you for Sweet. asking. It is <laughs> Well, I assume so. You don't normally drink anything that you don't enjoy. Eh, there's sometimes that I have to like, you know, put myself in check and you know, hate myself a little bit, you know, self harm, whatever. Uh, I'm drinking a beer from the Alchemist in Vermont. This one, uh, some of the listeners might know, is Heady Topper. So that's one of those rare, holy shit, you're drinking Heady Topper, bro. As Jay put it, it's on his Mount Rushmore of beers. I've had this beer once before, probably three years ago, right before yep. my daughter was born. I was lucky enough to get my hands on it, and it was very, very good then. I uh, didn't follow the directions that were on the, neck, the, the shoulder of the can, and I poured it into a glass, and I was like, holy shit, there's a lot of stuff floating around in here. This is really weird. Um, but this time, I decided to, you know, do a little column A, a little column B. So I used a draft. Okay. I used a draft top, cut it open, <laughs> and uh, I'm drinking. I'm drinking from the can, just not from the uh, mouth of the can. I'm drinking from the whole top. And uh, so you might be asking, Brian, how the hell did you get this beer? It doesn't get out of Vermont and now like California. Uh, but I won an Instagram beer giveaway last week. What? Yeah. So. Actually, one. It was a two-part uh, Instagram giveaway from that dude on Instagram at Beers on Windowsills, which you see from the little coaster that I got as well. He's got a nice little logo, sent some stickers I along like with that. it. Yeah, and his whole gimmick is he posts pictures of beers on windowsills wherever he is, <laughs> which is actually kind of cool. I fucking love it. Uh, uh, it was a, a, a tag team beer giveaway with him and uh, Sarah Meets Beer on Instagram. I have not, I mean, as of recording this, I have not received Sarah Meets Beer's um, package delivery. Although she has my address and I'm, oh, I mean, that's that's out there. That is a weird part of uh, getting, like, sending and receiving beer via trades is you just sending random internet strangers your home address and shit i mean that's pretty yeah it's it's it can be kind of sketchy when you think of the reality of terms here but um about about the beer let me just address that real quick so heady topper is seen as the uh like grandfather of hazy ipas the uh originator as the train comes rolling through a buta sorry i'll mute no it's all good (laughs) It is it is seen as like the 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 uh, genesis of of hazy IPAs, uh, New England style IPAs. So I will say the first time I had it, I thought it was very different. Thought it was a little weird. Um, I could see the value in it, but at the time there wasn't a whole lot of other hazy IPAs out there. Three years ago when I had it, so I was like, ah, this is, this is different. It's cool. I mean, all right, whatever. Let's do it. Now that I've seen the ways of, you know, some of the big 
Hayes Bros out there and even some of the like big Hayes Bros that we have in Texas and Oklahoma. Like you have something like Everything Rhymes with Orange, which just tastes like straight up orange juice. <laughs> and you're just like, wow, okay, this is very impressive. Um, going back and drinking something like Hetty Topper, uh, I realized that there's a lot of bitterness still in this OG beer. Like way more bitterness uh, than I'm used to. I know that they've been playing around with using like hop oils, distilled hop oils for the bitterness in the beer. So I'm guessing that's what we're that's what we're experiencing. It's extremely dry. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't. I can't put my finger on if it's dry or if it's bitter. But I'm getting that that feeling on, on the tongue that you get when you drink a big dank West Coast IPA, which is different. You don't expect that with New England style IPAs, but this is here and. Uh, I mean, it is 8% alcohol. Definitely does not drink like it's 8%. And it's in a 16-ounce can, so it's going to be a good night. Uh, but it's very good. It does not have a date stamp on it, which I the last one, when I got it, that was all the rage of, dude, when's the date stamp on that heady, bro? Like, if you don't get it within two weeks, just throw it out. It's fucking garbage. I don't have a date stamp on here. And honestly, I don't taste any oxidation. I don't taste any degradation of hops or other flavors. So that's beautiful, man. Uh, I, I I really enjoy it. I'm very happy that uh, Beers on Windowsill sent it, sent it over. And Dude, I, uh, I'm a fan. Oh. I'm a fan all oh. over again. And where are they located, the uh, Beers on Windowsills? Uh, I want to say they're out of Massachusetts. Okay. Or so maybe, they, oh, oh, that, that, maybe they give you, uh, Ohio. I don't remember. A treehouse? No. Uh, so he he was on vacation whenever the the giveaway went on, and I was like, "Oh, maybe you throw those some extra in there. It'd be great." Because I knew he was stopping at Trillium, and I'm like, "Yeah, hey, yep. dope." But uh, no, uh, I do have a possible hookup at Trillium, so I may have to reach out and see what I can make what what I can make work there. Um, but yeah, no treehouses. Uh, kind of tough to get sometimes. Uh, well, oh, so, so beers on window get in Massachusetts. It's yeah, not... beers on windowsills is out of Connecticut. Yeah, it's really fucking annoying in Mass because you go to Treehouse and they have three hours where you can buy beers by the can twice a week, and then the rest of it is just at the pint uh, at the tap room. You can buy pints, and that's right. it. It's it's really annoying. Most restaurants don't even want to deal with them because they only allow one keg per per location. Yeah. Um, which is kind of like they go, okay, so you're on our tap, and then we run out, and then you're off. Then we need to find someone else until you're ready. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 going to be a real real, I don't know. It's one of those things where they they thought that the cult following is going to keep following. And I feel like there's so much good beer that they don't, no one needs to put up with that. Right. Well, I mean, the other thing not, is, not on the business end of it. I mean, they will have their fans and they will have people go to the brewery. That's I was gonna fine. Say, but the, the reality is they don't need to sell beer outside of their, outside no, that's of their not the reality. House. Absolutely no, not. No, it if, is. If, if you honestly want to grow the brand, no, they don't you, want to, they don't need to. Yeah. But that's bullshit. No, that's that's the that's the reality. That's how the alchemist works. They don't sell product outside of thirty mile, like outside of a thirty mile range of their brewery. All right. Um, up until this year, they just started distribution to certain parts of California. And that was it. 
And that was only to grow the brand recognition. The same thing goes for uh, Hillstead Farm Beers or Hills Farmstead Brewery. Wow, well, fuck it is out of Vermont or Maine, one of those New England states. The, the same way they just let the name recognition bring people to them. Yeah, and I mean, so there's something to be said for that. These people have been operating in this manner for damn near five years. They, um, they are definitely having issues keeping kegs in bars that bar the the bar people won't buy them again because yeah. what it means is maybe it sells out quick but you have customers that come just for that beer that don't return um so they bar hop it's not something a bartender has any interest or a bar owner has any interest in keeping uh it, it makes for a very difficult business model it's not but it's unreliable frank, frank that is the craft so, beer business model dude you, it's not. It's no, absolutely not. Not no. every craft beer is like that. No, it, but it, but it is. You, you have beer. I don't fucking. You tell me that New Braunfels New Braunfels has a, a beer on tap down so and so. I don't. I don't give a fuck. Like I'm not going there for sure. that beer. I'm going to another brewer, another bar for this specific beer. That's exactly what that model is, or what what uh, craft beer has become. Is it right? No. Is it sustainable? Absolutely not. But it's what it's become. And if you want to. The ones, hold on, hold on, though. There is a significant difference between the success rate of that business model and a real ale or a, a 512 or a, like, those breweries have real trouble scaling. And it's not, it's not me saying that. It just is what it is. Like, 512 scales well because they don't can. They just do kegs, and that's okay. People in Austin understand that, and they only sell 512 in kegs at bars, and that's why you go to the bar. And when you're at the bar, you're more likely to buy 512 if they're on tap. Well, yeah, because you can't buy it anywhere else. That's why you're more likely to buy it there. 100%, and it's a good beer. So think about that, right? Like As a bartender or a bar owner – what are you going to prefer to have on tap that you know brings in business? Yeah, but here's the deal. And like, they can supply it. It's 512. Yeah. If you try to do both, you're splitting your clientele and yeah, but, you don't really fully understand who your customer base is. Yeah, I'm here's sorry. the deal. It's I don't the I think truth. I think that ba- is if bars, if bars are trying to get Treehouse and Trillium on tap in their in their in their bar, they don't understand their customers either. No, absolutely. I do not agree with that. Okay. I do not agree. There are people that will travel. So first yeah, off, yes, people will, people will travel. Away. People will travel, but you've you, got you to just, how you far just away talked about it. You just you from any doesn't matter. Person. Doesn't matter. It it, doesn't. No, it doesn't. Absolutely does. Look at the success of you are the beer. You are the beer like enthusiast and a unique individual in this equation. Listen to why I say it doesn't matter before okay. you discount it, because they don't care about scale. The breweries do not care about scale. Fair enough. They care die. about they care about margin on product. They can sell a can for a six or a four pack of cans for twenty four dollars. Sure, you cannot sell a four pack of cans for twenty four dollars in a package store. You sure. cannot. The only place you can do that is at a brewery, and, and people then, travel to buy cases of this shit. No, they yes. do not allow you to buy. Cases no, they do. They, they absolutely do not. They, they absolutely limit you. do. Okay, go read so on their go read on their website. I they don't care what the you. website says. When okay. you see pictures of people who literally, 
when people mule in cases of these beers. Frank, listen, I, there's there's I, times you, where I let I you I let you say things, but forty there's, miles away from this brewery, they enforce. I that don't limit, care. I promise you. Okay, so when I see pictures of people carrying yep. cases of this beer out, it's six people. That's fine. Travel to the brewery. That's each fine. Buying a six pack. That that's fine. Yeah, but that's not what you said. There's still, but the the issue is that the the point is moot because you have people traveling out there to buy that quantity of beer. That's the point I, I was trying to it's make. Not, it's not moot. No, no, it's, that's the point is, I was trying to make is they're still buying cases of beer at on premise there. Okay, sure. sure. That's the point okay, I'm making. If that's the point. Then I apologize. I agree. So yes, you have diehards that travel, and you, out there. that means you don't need to service bars. At at the moment, no. It, because, that, be, if you at the moment for the scale they're trying to do, which they don't give a shit about scale because they're making I money understand. hand over fist. They are making decent money. I would agree with that. Okay. So once you once you get competition, they're not the only ones who make a good product, right? And their product and is once, actually not world class. Once it becomes readily available, which in that region of the country there are widely distributed brands that support it's a hype brand it is what it is so if if the hype brand doesn't take advantage of the market growth and they go no you got to travel to us eventually people just go you know this is kind of just fine and i don't have to travel 40 miles for it and that's the reality so i it's fine if i understand that's their business model the business model of any business cycle in any competitive business is grow or die. And if they refuse to grow, they will die. And that's okay. That's fine. They will be the product of their own success and their own failure at the very same time. And that's okay. But I will tell you, there is a large percentage of the people that I still talk to in Massachusetts that are very, very annoyed at the fact that Treehouse will be at a bar and then not be back for almost eight months. That's the same and, way it is up here with 512. Yeah, sure. And and that is because 512 is spreading too far. So that is the same frustration that you're getting there, right, is the frustration that they experience with anything that's not sold at the brewery. It's not that like – so 512 is always available on tap here in Austin. And anything that's not at the brewery and Treehouse is unreliable. So I'm not, and, and yeah, this, this turned into a little bit of an intense discussion. I didn't mean for it to be that way. All I was trying to say is if they decide to keep going after five years down this path, it, it does come with consequences. And it will be difficult to, once they really want to scale, get back into these businesses who said, yeah, we'll carry you, but you need to be able to provide us the beer. They said, yeah, and then they cut them off. And... It, right like i mean would you go back uh, so uh, the I, I think this is where we're getting a little confused so like if you have a bar and you have a beer on tap it yep. is technically illegal to say there this this is the only type of beer that can be on tap here on this on this tap so yeah. while like and yes like if you go into a grocery store and you look on a shelf and you see bud light is on this shelf and if that shelf is ever empty of Bud Light, you've got a serious problem on your hands because that store has said they've basically built out their sales goals based on that shelf of Bud Light being full 100% of the time. But bars do not work that way. And they, even though it doesn't make 
fiscal sense for them not to work that way. That's the market demand of we always have to have whatever's new. And the reality of uh, a brewery consistently putting out a product that can fulfill every draft line necessary in the market is impossible. And for sure, that's again, that's okay. That's just the way on-premise sales work. And what you're frustrated, like the, the point that you're making is what's frustrating traditional beer marketers across the United States because they don't know how to handle products like Hetty Topper that are only sold in their brewery. They don't know how to handle products like hell, even rough tail, which gets, you know, they, they get bought out or you know, they, get, they sell out every time they drop a keg or every time they drop a, a, a case of beer, they sell through. Yep. Okay. Well they can't reach that demand. So what are you going to do? Are you going to say you can't ever come in here again? No. Cause the retailer ends up making a shit ton of money whenever they have that product because the people that come in there while they maybe only be buying treehouse, they make quick money. They make, but they don't make different money. No, but you uh, also remember who you're talking about. You're talking about a business that also operates a lot in cash. I understand. So yeah. you getting foot, uh, getting asses in the seats will always garner uh, a, a quick chunk of change. No. And, and listen, this is not a, this is not a, um, an invalid. Your point is completely valid. I, I, I understand the, the, so to me though the the beer marketer's frustration is easily relieved or alleviated by doing a post sales market analysis and saying okay we can consistently on a weekly basis support a keg for this many bars and if that supply is 10 and you thought it was 20 then you you go talk to 10 people and you say listen we need to charge $30 extra per keg because Can't this do stuff that. sells out too fast. Or you just say, we're going to sell based on the volume of the other beer that we sell. E and you can absolutely do that. That you can do, but good luck breaking a customer relationship up. Is the other thing no. So it, I, it, it's, tell it, okay. tell it's it. no different than distributors selling like combination things. Uh, while you're correct in theory, uh, remember who you're dealing with. You're dealing with people who uh, do not have a business mindset and do not see equivalencies like that. No, fair they, enough. They I see, mean, it, you mean to me, I don't like to figure out how much you need to sell to. No. Or how many places you need to sell it at. It just sounds like every single place in Massachusetts that used to have Treehouse when I was there, when I went back, no longer had it. Right. And every single one of them, and this is like 15 places. Every single one of them said, yeah, they're very difficult to deal with because they don't tell you when they'll have beer. Mm -hmm. The distributor just shows up and says, oh, is. we have some kegs. You want some. Mm -hmm. And it, it makes it hard because they can they can barely plan for having a line available. Like it's 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 hard. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't agree with that tactic. Like I think distributors have way more knowledge. And they need to be held responsible. You, you know, the for, distributors uh, also have are held at the mercy of brewers as well. So don't sure. don't 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 get that twisted. Uh, we're joined tonight uh, by Willem. Willem, how are you doing this evening? Hey, what what's, up, Brian? Sorry, up? my internet kind of took a shit there right when you introduced me. Oh, it's all good. What uh, have you been since we last talked to you? It's been a, it's been a minute. Yeah, no, I've been good. Very busy, but well. You're you know. you're doing well. 
that's yeah. that's swell that you're doing well. Uh, what, are you drinking anything this evening, or are you keeping it? Uh, are you keeping it straight? Oh edge? yeah, I'm drinking something. You drinking? What? I don't. I I, I I expected to look up and see something. I am drinking Milwaukee's. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anything about this beer. It's called. <laughs> Michelob Ultra Lime Cactus. <laughs> Again. Again. I'm drinking goddamn super rare beer. Frank is drinking. Only beer. God, Frank's hey, drinking sorry. super rare beer. You're drinking Michelob Ultra Cactus. <laughs> yeah. why, why did you go with that one? Gotta keep the podcast humble, Brian. That's not I, humble. That's what my duty is right now. Tisn't humble at all. <laughs> Weird. Why did you choose that beer? Because it's the only beer in the fridge. Oh, well, and there's fair. just one left. It's and it was left over from the you know, like someone came over and brought their Michelob Ultra Lime Cactus <laughs> and left it and through time. Like I'm not not gonna drink it. You know what I mean? He, the, the way you made it sound was like it's the only beer in the fridge at Willem's house. Like he just got <laughs> yeah, his dog full of Michelob Ultra Lime Cactus. I get hints of lime <laughs> and a dash of disappointment. I actually like that beer. It's and prickles of cactus. <laughs> 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 I've, I've had it. I, I thought it was just fine. Like yeah. there's nothing. There's nothing wrong with it. No, it actually has flavor to it, as opposed yeah. to Michelob Ultra. It's like someone took a cerveza. Oh, <laughs> squeezed the lime in there. Ooh, you fancy as shit. You're using other languages and stuff. That's right. <laughs> I, I, I will be honest. I didn't hate that beer. I mean, it, on the on the on the on the rainbow of beer flavors. It's, and uh, I have been drinking bourbon all night. Well, okay. Okay, you know what? So there you go. What kind of bourbon have you been drinking? Uh, <laughs> no, don't ask me that. Evan Williams? <laughs> it's, I'm fine uh, with that. Fucking Four Roses. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> four Roses is good. Yeah, it's like cheap. No. You know? Hell, Four Roses isn't cheap. Bucks. I mean, it's not expensive. I've been drinking Evan Williams I 1883. Find a okay, Evan Williams fine. It's cheaper. But that shit is, hey, that's single batch. 43% and is like yeah. 15 bucks. It's pretty solid stuff right there. I don't think it. Yeah. It's not, it's, it's a fine bourbon, you know, for, especially for mixing. Like right. that's what I was looking for. And it was, I ended up going with four roses over Evan Williams. Basically. You fucking fancy as shit. Look at you drinking four roses, bourbon, drinking Michelob ultra lime cactus juice. Are you going to run through, run a marathon and do some adverts afterwards? Looking cool For as shit. Four roses. <laughs> Looking cool as shit. Doing a Four Roses and Michelob Ultra campaign. But okay, the bourbon though was in Hot Toddies. Uh, okay, I mean, that's fine. And I, you know, I was still still went with really. No, it's like, not that cold. But like you know, when it's been eighty something, and then you know, suddenly one night it's sixty five. That's like yeah. That, well, that is suddenly a little chilly and hot toddy still. So I do like, like a nice hot toddy to clear out some sinuses. Frank, yeah. May may I suggest that with your um your <laughs> what did you say that you had an excess production of? <laughs> uh, <laughs> mucus. <laughs> I know it started with an S because I thought he was going to say semen, <laughs> saliva. That's what it was. An excess production of saliva. Wait, yeah. is my mouth sounding like? Particularly... Ryan, was this before or after we got in a fight? 
Uh, this is well before before, <laughs> before you got fucking bodied on this podcast, Frank. <laughs> I got bodied. I don't know. I feel like you need to rewatch the tape, son. There okay. is no watch or listen. Yeah, watch listen. the tape. Just watch the tape. It doesn't do anything. It just sits there. Also, we have tape. I haven't been recording to tape. Am I supposed to? Oh, I record on my side. Okay, good. Perfect. Don't worry. Um, Always got tape, Brian. Frank, uh, the reason I got so heated on that is because I have these conversations daily at work and people refuse to fucking listen to me. So, and that's well, I why apologize. I get fucking I, heated. I, I, uh, I understand because initially I wasn't because I was also heated, but then I was like, well, I should listen. Because yeah. Brian knows more about this than I do. <laughs> and then, you know, you made some very good points, Brian. I will give you, I'll give you half a point above zero and I'll give myself zero. Okay. That's, so that way you're just half a point ahead I and still, we can have another version of this later on. Okay? Still, i not saying you're wrong in any of your arguments, by the way. I'm just telling you the reality of the, the beer business. There's a lot of judgment that went on there, Villain. Listen back to it. You tell he's, us he won. He's not going to. He's definitely not going to hear the four minutes that we shed on him at the beginning of the podcast. We did. Absolutely. We, you, you got... You got bodied, Villem. You didn't even know it. Why? <laughs> no reason. Just because. Why are you breeding this environment of hate and negativity? Because that's what we do here on Nobody Left Behind, brother. We do nothing but go hard okay. on one another. I think I'm going to drop off. <laughs> you can't. I've got your I've got your internet held hostage. I've, I've backdoored oh you into God. this. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> hackered I you. That's a word. That's I a word. <laughs> I firewalled you and then uh, a DDoS. So, Brian, um, <laughs> should we? We should probably do, since we did a serious topic, we should probably just do the serious fucking shit show that was today and then do the fun thing. Um, yeah, sure, we can do that. Yeah, okay. I, I, I really, guys, don't let me, don't let this podcast in without an apology from Brian. I owe you, the hosts, and the listeners a sincere apology. But yeah, okay. let's get into the happenings of today. Should I play this? There will always be a taint. All right, now we can start. <laughs> I, I think I'm gonna set that as my fucking ringtone. <laughs> I fucking dude. When I heard that, because okay, so for anybody that didn't hear the the cast a couple casts ago, um, that was Chuck Schumer on the floor of the uh, Senate talking about how we shouldn't proceed with Kavanaugh hearings because there will always be a taint on this <laughs> on his, their, on his nomination. <laughs> but he took a very awkward pause. And as soon as I heard it, I was like, Brian, you cut that shit. There will always be a taint. <laughs> and there is. Everybody has a taint. There will always be a taint. You cannot get rid of your taint. <laughs> These are facts. These are facts These you are have facts. to live with people. Yeah. More factual words have never been spoken, actually, on the Senate floor. I feel like everybody spins, except for Chuck Schumer, when he's talking about taints. They will always be one. That's why I call him um, tainty shoes. Yeah, exactly. Even it, it, well, He always just alludes to it, right? It's oh, never yeah. like straight up, she has a taint, he has a taint, everybody's got a taint. That's not how he mentions it. But anyways. Full Oprah. So, um, yeah, so speaking of Kavanaugh. Today, sorry, Villa, maybe you review Kavanaugh. God damn. What? No. Why do you think that? 
Oh my god, that was the best. That was the best handoff ever. He just oh, he fumbled the ball, man. stood up, saw you standing there, not doing anything, and just hit you in the chest with it. You go. Yeah, no, I I don't even. I haven't been keeping up even close. Oh too, my no. god, I don't, I didn't, I didn't know you wanted to go Kavanaugh this evening. I I All prep right. myself on on not on the other topic. Yeah, so no, it wasn't Kavanaugh. I'm sorry. Okay. I <laughs> the dog started barking, threw me off completely. <laughs> um, you know, disheveled. No, what I wanted to talk about was there was a bit of a train wreck of a press conference today. Uh-huh. Yeah, and was. I am going to mention just a couple of things that happened in real short order. Okay, so there was a moment where the uh, president of the United States called on a Kurdish individual and called him Mr. Kurd. Uh huh. Like that he was, was like he was an operator on the Starship Enterprise. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he literally said, "Mr. Kurd," after having just spoken to a Kurdish reporter. I'll I don't go know with how the, he just all he, of a sudden was like, "Mr." Yeah, it was super insulting. He was like, "I'll call on the Kurd. Ne- the Kurds next is what he said." Yeah. I'm like, "What in the fuck is happening?" <laughs> so there was a a um, lady that he told to sit down. Mm-hmm. After she asked him some questions, and then he goes, "No, no, sit down. You've had enough. Sit down." Literally, just about in those exact terms. Um, he went quite insane when it came to his statements about uh, Obama, and he said Obama would start wars, and we were lucky that Obama wasn't president, as though Obama could have like extended his term for more years. years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, if this was Obama, we would be at war right now. Well, sir, he served eight years. We never went to war. What in the fuck? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, so yeah. that was pretty funny. And then I think the creme de la creme of the entire interview was when the Kavanaugh thing was brought up. He said – so he first off was like, you know, the woman should be heard, but we should also believe Kavanaugh, but the women should be heard. And then some lady eventually was like, hey, um, just a quick question. Might your opinion be tainted by the fact that you um, were accused many times of doing this or being sexually aggressive towards women? And um, and he goes, yeah, you know, it might. Um, he, all I'm going to say is that um, me and my friends have been accused of this many times. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck?" What's well, the good, old, the good old boy system at play in real exactly. life? Exactly. We're gonna set the scene for this hearing, by the way. So, uh, for for this press conference, first off, no one knew this was happening until about <laughs> two hours before it was gonna happen. He said, "I'm having a press conference at the UN." I guess he thought, you know. Um, I need to distract from these gang rape allegations more than the gang rape allegations. I think we should like, clarify. Let me just, clarify. Yeah, let me just take this train called America and run it straight into a fucking brick wall. So the gang rape allegations on a Supreme Court nominee. Not on a Supreme Court. Okay. Yeah, exactly. That's, that Very important sure we're clear distinction. Here. A lifetime appointed yeah, <laughs> Supreme Court yeah. nominee. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, okay, let me distract from this by literally taking America – Every single foreign policy thing that like matters 
Um, and let's just run that right into a brick wall and see what the media says. Hey, good news, guys. We're going to tax Canadian cars more. Yeah, so just good. off fucking cuff. <laughs> off the fucking cuff. He was like, so the Fox News business lady asked him. Uh, he, she was trying literally to. Literally asked him, hey, so you didn't declined a, a, a meeting with Justin Trudeau. And he goes, yeah, I did. Um, we just don't see uh, eye to eye. And quite frankly, um, we're probably just going to have the U.S. I wanted to call it USMC. She, well, what, what about NAFTA? And he goes, I don't call it NAFTA. I, th- I find that word disgusting. It has cost us so many jobs. And I don't know what else. Like threw a little tantrum about NAFTA's naming. And then was like, I- I'm going to call it USMC. And if Canada doesn't want to have anything to do with it, we'll call it USM. Yeah. If anybody says the USM trade agreement, they they should have their taint slit. Like that is <laughs> oh, oh, that's aggressive. That's I'm just going to say aggressive. like this was a as much of a, at the end of it, I literally thought to myself like if there's any question about this man's ability to serve, right? We don't need a mental health evaluation. Ask him to review his press conference yeah if he gives himself anything but a d or a fucking f you know he's mentally incapacitated to be the president of the united states that was a fucking train wreck and he kept it going he couldn't help it he saw people raising hands and he said oh there's so many hands (laughs) you're like yeah you just said some absurd shit man like what do you mean dude no follow-up questions (laughs) that's when john kelly walks in and goes we're gonna cut this right here yeah no i'm sorry i'm the handler (laughs) i don't this is an adult right here but he's about five (laughs) like how about we don't ask him these questions he doesn't have the capacity to answer this question. No more questions. Oh my god, dude. it was so bad. Like, At one point, he it took forty five seconds to get a question out because every time the person who was asking the question started talking, he would say some dumb shit like, "Oh, really? Good people, strong people, yeah. fighters. They're all fighters." It was literally like listening back to the first episodes of Nobody Left Behind and hearing a story take like forty five minutes to come out, and every three seconds, someone just cuts the other one off. Like, <laughs> You know, one of the funniest things that happened in that whole interview was, it, and there were a lot of funny moments. So it many really funny was, moments. The funniest so, moments. They were all insulting, but some of them were honestly funny. Um, the A lady from Sky News asked the question, oh. and, and he goes, uh, hi, dear, where are you from? And he said, dear, which is really weird, but okay whatever uh, he is older so th- that is an acceptable term i will give him a pass he said hi dear where are you from and she said um this is uh, melania fox from sky news and he goes oh by the way congratulations on your sale and everybody in the room was just like what the fuck yeah like, so sky news did get sold okay and then he follows it up Okay, and this is the fucking line of the century from Donald Trump and how far removed he is from Main Street. He said, I hope you made some money off it. Yeah, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) Correspondent for Fox, for Sky News, made a dime on the fucking sale. On the billion dollar merger. Yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense. It blew my fucking mind. I was like, okay, you're congratulating some like low level journalist 
Well, probably higher level, but still low. It's still not the fucking owner of a billion dollar company. Exactly. Yeah. And you're like, oh, congratulations on your sale. She's like, I don't know. It's just a different fucking line of my paycheck. I don't know what you're talking about. It's a different signature on the on the fucking payee. I don't know. Exactly. It's like, yeah. Then my benefits changed slightly. Now I get 12 yeah. weeks vacation. Like, what is wrong Yeah, I lost you, all my man? tenure. Now I'm a fucking new employee, just, asshole. I hope you made some money money on it and for a moment there she was kind of like um what well here's my question <laughs> like do not understand that i don't have ownership stake. yeah no it's one of the most between she had the been... mr curd and that just it sums up the whole it was a mental breakdown on fucking live television yeah it was phenomenal it was a really. shit show villain did you see any of it by any chance or hear any of it i know it was kind of late no, in the day I, I was i was fucking busy as shit as at work today fucking and probably will be tomorrow and was yesterday okay well i, f- I feel like there's a a trend going on there but <laughs> yeah but that i love that i love this story and i'm very excited to hear that the president is unstable breaking down on live tv <laughs> at one point i honestly thought i was like this is how the white house handlers expose Expose what's really going on here. They're just like, you know what? Fuck it. Send him out there. He wants to go talk to the people. Talk to the people, asshole. I don't give a yeah. shit. <laughs> well, it was legitimately. I think this was his first legitimate, true press conference in well, damn near eighteen months. Not what he said. Yeah. He was like, I answer questions from people all the time. No, I his mean, words. all honesty, like. He normally has a handler right next to him at the podium. Oh yeah. He's like, no further questions, and pulls people away. Right. Or they have they bring out Stephen Miller and he's all hanging upside down behind him, and yeah. he drops to the ground. No more questions for the president. I'm like okay, all right, Stephen, get your cloven hooves and sulfur, <laughs> get your sulfur breath out of here, Stephen. So <laughs> creeping people out. It's absolutely the case that like he hasn't given a true press conference in fucking forever, and. He couldn't get enough of it. So at one point, he pointed back to John Kelly and Mike Pompeo, and the camera pans to him, and they give the most awkward smiles. That I, they're like, this is a fucking trade. I cannot imagine the amount of shit I have to clean up tomorrow. I'm, I'm going to write the longest emails to every leader in the world. This sucks. <laughs> this and sucks. In, the, in the big scope of it, it was just like, None of it made sense. He threatened people and then didn't threaten. It was like his UN speech where he was like, we love the world, but really fuck you. And but we love you. And but really, honestly, like kind of maybe not fuck you, but maybe like that's how he treated the whole this whole week has just foreign policy wise been such a disaster aside from the sideshow of the Supreme court deal. Like I think Democrats were mostly resigned to the fact that we were not going to like do anything about this justice until women came out and like accused them of some serious shit. But (laughs) even if they accuse them of serious shit, if they can't prove it, we're still resigned to the fact that you just lose the seat and it's fine. Right. Like there's nothing you can do about it. So if, if there's honestly no proof or you don't have enough corroborating evidence or whatnot, that's fine. But the fact that they're just ramming it through tells you enough that yeah. it's like, yeah, there's something there. So, I don't know. It's it's been a real mess. It's been a real mess. You saying they're not handling it well? That's I'm 
I'm just saying I don't know how they're handling it. <laughs> yeah, I would have if someone told well, I think they handle it by Sarah Huckabee just not like Lying. not coming out and speaking. No. Like she's like she can't she's like motherfucker, a fucker, you give the press conference today. I have she's, no idea with this shit. She's like a rooster. The sun comes up and she just pops her head out from behind the White House podium and starts balking at people and yelling Absolutely. victim Absolutely. blaming. It's you all know normal. there was a rumor out there that she has a glass eye. I'm not surprised I, that I, that doesn't. Yeah, I imagine but, that she had like some sort of hemorrhage when she got angry and her eye just fucking popped out. <laughs> well, the rumor like it started with some bullshit like lost it in a farm accident. Okay, well that's hoax. just ridiculous. That sounds like a Parker rumor that he started. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, you know she's never been on a tractor. She's fucking Mike Huckabee's uh, daughter. Son. <laughs> That would be a conspiracy theory. He's Mike Huckabee's <laughs> son. Actually, Mike Huckabee's son. Have you heard? Have you heard? That would be Frank. You've just broken the biggest of the news, <laughs> and it I makes did. sense. If you thought, if you thought this week's news and gang rape was enough, couldn't get Sarah Huckabee a man. Do you think they're waiting for? Uh, I'm not even. You know what? I'm done talking about. The yeah, man. no, we, we really I'm, shouldn't dig this hole much deeper. I'm done talking about the shithead. Um, do you want to do a beer count real quick, Frank? Or are you still on the same one? This would be pointless, wouldn't it? Um, Villain, well, we, can, we can do one, and then we can kind of ask. Is book night? Is book club my, over? My dog got his balls taken out, and he's having a real tough time eating his food tonight. Food this man! <laughs> How are you taking a dog's balls right now, man? That is That is man's best friend. Not man's science he experiment. He was overly aggressive. <laughs> 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 Seeing this shit is just too funny because he, you know how when they eat, they cover the whole bowl with that cone. Yeah. Frank has three dogs now. <laughs> I do, and it's hilarious because this little one is—he really hates the cone. So what I've done is just like I, when I'm literally watching him, I take the cone off and then I slap him if he even tries to go back to do anything. But when he's eating or he's alone, you have to keep the cone on, and he really hates it. So he'll start crying after like two minutes of having it on. It's real, you know, real they, annoying. They make these like thick collars that are like pillowy and whatever. Yeah, that, like, give them a wider range of motion, but still don't allow them. You know, still keep them from getting back there. I did not know that. I should look into that. You should. You you should. You should. Yeah, so, I mean, Villem's giving is... the vet's husband like, <laughs> vet advice. Well, <laughs> if there is something out there that's new, it'd be interesting to look at because the reason they give little dogs big cones is because they're real flexible and they can still get back there if you just give them one that covers to their nose. No, oh, yeah. yeah, no, you gotta. <laughs> you know what yeah. they say about a little dog? You gotta give him a big old, old cone. A real asshole about it though. He did not like the cone at all. Is he upset that they lost today? That his he, namesake okay. lost today. We're not going to talk about losing the Leganes. There are so many problems. Chelsea with, won today, though. Come back, baby. Come back. With FC Barcelona right now, I am very upset at, and it's not. It's effort. It's fucking effort, and we'll leave it at that. Like, okay. get your shit together. You're playing with Lionel Messi, and you don't win a fucking game. Then you're not. You don't have your heart in it. He kind of got hosed on that old uh, outside the box shot. He had a fucking miracle Messi shot from way out, and. Uh, just clanged it off the crossbar. Willem, yeah. do you do you watch uh, the footballs? Do you are you a big footballs fan? I don't. Soccer. Sure, I guess if you want to fucking Americanize it, whatever. <laughs> no, I don't. 
<laughs> a sophisticated. Even, no, but Philip's a bigger World Cup fan than I am. Yeah, I like the World Cup a lot, but I don't. Yeah, I don't watch like club soccer really. I went to a uh, Tulsa Roughnecks game the other night, and that was pretty damn fun. I was gonna say those. Was, so what? That's uh, minor league soccer, MLS. What it's is like that? an MLS feeder, right? I think it's a, yeah. I think what Brian said. Okay. And did they did they score? Because the worst thing is when they don't Ugh. score and you go to the game. Yeah, yeah uh, one goal for each team. They were both really goals. Like, awesome. I don't know, it was fun. Like and and just I don't know. I, I just love going to an open yep. air stadium like that. Yeah. And I don't really give a shit what I'm watching. It's like <laughs> it's like watching minor league baseball. It's fucking fun. Yeah, just exactly. going to and the it's game. It's the same stadium that our minor league team plays in. Actually, so. there you go. Oh really? Yeah. yeah, the One Oak Field. So, so do they do they play only in the outfield, or do they do they have no, part so of it? That's... They take um, they take turf and they turf oh. up, and I, I guess they take the pitcher's mound out or level it off or something. Because well, I was going to say play... baseball season's over, so they probably just leveled it out. Yeah. So then they just level that out and patch it all up with uh, with sod. Yeah. Well, that's and... pretty sweet. Frank. Yeah, so as a as a um okay, this is gonna sound real real douche, but can't wait. That's very dangerous <laughs> for players like okay. like I All really right. hope that they All right. It yeah, is. Okay. It is. I hope it's one massive sheet instead of No, I hope they put th- like eight and a half by eleven squares of sod. They down. did that. Fucking... <laughs> that they just laid out like right then. Velcro <laughs> like, it yes, together, man. call it done. You're gonna la- you're gonna laugh. The very first game Barcelona played this year, we played a Real Sociodad and they got fined Frank, because they're asshole ground screen. <laughs> They and took- <laughs> laid the sod the week before the game, and our like there was there was a moment where the goalie Ter Stegen kicked a ball and kicked up a huge mound of turf, like literally, like you had just laid it down. They probably <laughs> did. Like, they just said in Spain, it's probably okay to just say, "Yeah, I did that." A week ago, it was like <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> like- <laughs> Can you uh, sign off on this? This is. This isn't even right. I just watched you. Just, I just need your signature. All right? Listen, siestas are long nowadays. You know, in Spain, sometimes people don't eat until midnight. You know, who said that? Yeah. Jan Levinson. No Gould, okay? No so, Gould. <laughs> so no you Gould? just know. You just know that I have better things to do. We talk about this later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of, real quick, did you see that they're auctioning off over 500 pieces of office memorabilia? From no, the set, shit, really? Yes, that they used on the show. They used on the show. So right now, oh, the God. highest priced item um, has a bid of twenty seven hundred dollars or three thousand dollars. I can't remember. Oh, shit. Uh, but it's Pam's receptionist desk, so it's the whole fucking semicircle <laughs> desk. But like Jim's desk is on there. Jim's phone they have like everything I that Creed brand. Everything. No, would, that's yeah. that's okay. So little stuff like that. So that and the Homer Simpson doll and the yeah. froggy um, bumper sticker, froggy ninety seven uh, sticker. All that stuff was is already gone. So we're talking about props only. So like Jim's phone, his desk phone, um, Dwight Staplers, uh, his pencil oh, cup yeah, and shit good. like that. Like there's some legitimate like if true office fans would go ape shit for this stuff. Uh-huh. Um, you, uh, Tweet the link to that uh, auction. Yeah, I can. Um, it is. It's kind of ridiculous. There's over, like I said, there's over 500 items. There's still about I think 
a week left on the auction. Yeah, so you're bound to get a deal. Uh, we'll see. That's the deal. I think the cheapest item is like uh, Stanley's paper sorter, and it's like fifty five dollars. <laughs> okay. Um, Frank, if you can afford it, you should buy. You should, what should he buy? You should buy. Um, you should buy Creed's desk for me to no, uh, podcast from. Well, there's no. I don't no. have room for a fucking. No, desk, no, no. For I, me, I you buy, buy it for me. Buy it for me. Dwight's bobblehead. If you can afford it, Dwight's bobblehead. Yeah, see, that's I not. Would, that's another one that's not on there. I would strongly uh-huh. consider the best boss in the world mug. Not on there either. Um, yeah, I mean, we're talking strongly. Like, that's too iconic. That one's too iconic. Yeah, they, they grab that strongly, shit. I would strongly consider a Dwight stapler. Okay. Oh, a Dundee. Is there a Dundee? There's on there? not. There's not. So, like, okay, Dwight's Sales Association. Associ- uh, sorry, Dwight's Sales Associates Association Award 2008. His little placket, the plaque <laughs> yeah. that he has. Um, right now, its current bid is fourteen hundred dollars. <laughs> Vance refrigeration sign. Okay, just the okay. sign that they had outside the office. Take a guess yeah. what it's going for. Two hundred. No. Two thousand. Okay. All right. It's seven hundred and fifty dollars right now. Seven fifty. Well, you can't just say no. You should have said higher or lower. No. Uh, no. So Kevin's at a glance, which is a pad folio with a zipper, um, with a rejected stamp. How much do you think that's going for right now, Frank? Um, oh, that's just fun. Man, that's a difficult one because it is a unique one. Well, all of them are unique, Frank. No, but the rejected stamp makes it different. I will do uh, 125. Okay, Willem. Don't look this shit up. Oh, he just fucking walked out. Okay, <laughs> neat. Uh, it, it, no, it is $175. Oh, that's pretty close. 125 was pretty close. Uh, let's see, Dwight's calculator, bit of $225. Ooh, see, but that's worth it. Daryl's red stapler. Okay, so we're talking that's second very, tier, second tier character, two hundred and twenty-five dollars. Yeah, but the, the red stapler of Daryl's got stolen a couple times, didn't it? Nah, I don't remember all that. So Aaron's speed dialing and memo sorting competition twenty thirteen award. Okay, I mean we're talking real, real that's a second tier. That is a that's deep. deep cut. Like, I don't even. They didn't even talk about that. Maybe once in like an op- a cold open, one hundred and seventy five dollars. Okay, so what are we, what are we looking at for um, if if we're Damn, going to be dealing with up. a main character? Yeah, what's the lower end that we're looking at for something that Michael owned? Ooh, okay, lowest price. What in the fuck? Okay, this sorting feature is just absolute garbage. Like, are they allowed to do it by character? Uh, no, you can't do it by character. You can do. Okay, the Dunder Mifflin glass door, the one that Dwight installed to keep people safe or whatever, is like $3,000 right now. And this thing is, this is so fucked. Bids. Let's just look at bids, low to high. Okay, this is weird as shit. You know what, fuck it. Michael. We'll just type in Michael. I'm sorry, guys and gals. All right. No, I'm listening. Michael... The search feature on this is god-awful, too. Holy shit. What is this? Screenbid.com is just <laughs> terrible. What, whoever designed this fucking website should be shot. So are, are they... Uh, it's one of those sort of like 
if you don't do high to low, you just have no chance of finding anything. There's no, there's no, there's no rhyme or reason for any of this. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know how. Uh, okay, so if I go to, if I sort by bids, and then I go low to high, the first thing. Okay, well this worked. Now, Jesus Christ, the first two times it did not work. Um, Daryl's black perforated non-swivel chair. $75. That's the cheapest item on there right now. Daryl's. Okay, fair enough. So Michael's desk pad, the cheapest item from Michael Scott. $300 is the asking price. Yeah. $275 to I mean, If you're going to make money on any of this, it's like Seinfeld's auction. Oh, yeah. If you don't own anything from Kramer, Costanza, or Seinfeld, it's going to be difficult to say, hey, I got this and this was cool. Right? Like, a Dundee would be epic. Dwight's fucking bobblehead would be epic, but the cast probably took that shit. Right, yeah, that shit's gone. Michael's gray swivel chair, his light gray swivel chair that he sat in, $550. Okay. Dude, you can buy the conference room table and chairs right now for a cool $3,200. I feel like that is a necessity. I feel like I wouldn't know what to do with that. Yeah, no. <laughs> like you have to, you have to have a thing built. Okay, Michael's miniature pool table set. The thing that, like, his little toy that he had sitting over on his uh, credenza mm-hmm. over on the side. Six hundred fifty dollars is the current asking oh, price. God. Come on, no way. Yeah, that's a bit much. Um, I mean, I would consider the swivel chair. I would consider the desk. Get pad. this. Get this. Michael's hangman. Uh, his little post-it note. Hangman about Stanley's affair. Take two. Okay, this is take two. It's a post-it note, ladies and gents. Seven hundred dollars. No fuck. Take three. It is a post-it note about Stanley's affair. Take three is seven hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, people uh, people go nuts for this stuff. Michael's keyboard is eleven hundred dollars. Okay. Oh, take one for that my, that Stanley's affair. Take one, eight hundred and fifty dollars. You better sit no the fuck shit. down. You can, no shit, you, Brian. You no can, shit. <laughs> you can buy his manager's desk for forty six hundred dollars. Ooh, <laughs> see now that, but that's a deal compared to the conference room table. Um, you can buy the St. Pauli Girl beer sign, the infamous St. Pauli Girl actually, beer that sign. That would be worth it. Thirty five hundred dollars. <laughs> Okay, that's too much. See, if you know a guy like you all do, maybe we can make that happen. And it's and not going to cause us. This was the office one. <laughs> they ever fucking know? No, no, he's going to fucking know. No one's going to know. Um, do these things come with certificates of authenticity? See, I'm, I'm guessing uh, because they're done through ScreenBid, a uh, uh, an actual auction site for yeah. the, this type of things. I'm sure that these are all authentic and and labeled as such. Uh, Willem, uh, you you up and left us in the middle of our conversation. It hurt my feelings, but um, were you perhaps grabbing another beer or maybe another glass of bourbon? Not as my wife has met the neighbors and they were hanging out out there. So one, <laughs> one dog that was in here was it. being okay. Well, whining. Fair so enough. Just let him out. All right, let's do a quick beer count. Nah, I'm just going to tell you what a beer I'm drinking because Willem, are you still drinking uh, Michelob Ultra Cactus Juice? Yeah. Cool. Lime cactus. Lime cactus. <laughs> Shit. I am so sorry, Willem. I will flog myself three times tonight for that. Please do. Lime cactus. Uh, Frank, are you fi- have you finished off the bottle of Black Quad? Uh, no, I am three quarters, I guess, of the way through that. Okay. I am um, I'm drinking my second beer of the cast. This is uh, 
Industrial Arts Brewing Company. This is called Wrench, <laughs> which is, <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you, it's a weird name for a beer. <laughs> just, so just what's wrench. the picture look like on the front? Uh, abstract shit, honestly. It's not there's, just a wrench? No, there's like gears and hexagons. Oh, or Everything that wrenches do except a fucking wrench. Uh, oh, yeah. Actually, you know what? You're absolutely right. It is <laughs> It is a wrench, like, broken down, I guess, um, and different so versions they of wrench. It, they could have called it bolts and gears for everybody else, and they would have not gotten the fact that it was a wrench. Mm, all I know is this is a Northeast IPA. It's mm. labeled as Lush Tropical and Pithy, which I'm not going to lie. Pithy, perfect description of this beer. It is, is it bitter. No, that's the bit. That's the beautiful part. It's that you know that pith from uh, grapefruit peel that oh, you okay, get. Yeah. It's not necessarily bitter, but it's like really astringent. Mm-hmm. You get that feeling, but it's flavorful. It's juicy, uh, like a tropical fruit, like mm, right. like passion fruit, juicy. Not like the bitter passion fruit, but like juicy passion fruit. Anyway, this is also from that beers on windowsills giveaway. Cool. So. I'm, I'm Dude, a so you've been having big some special beers. Yeah, no, I mean, special for me, for sure. I mean, yeah. shit, for all I know, this is their shiner up there. I don't know. This is, but it's very, very good. <laughs> what I'm, if it is? <laughs> well, you know what? Their shiner beats the shit out of ours. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it's very good. Uh, Villem. Oh, he fucking, he's gone again. This is just a running joke. Every time I bring up Villem's name, his his chair is like just spinning behind his microphone. <laughs> Like, ah, just missed him. Damn it. Uh, so, Brian, we should move to the uh, the last topic that you had. Yeah, so. It's definitely a good one. I, wanted, I, I have no idea what it is, but it has to no, be. No, I do. It's the top drinking states. Oh, no, no, no. no. I was actually going to apologize first. I was going to go through oh, my apology. Okay. Let's do the apology, and then we'll do that. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's all scripted. This is all scripted. By one hundred percent. Frank was just a page ahead. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's. If you want to take one post-it note, it's going to cost gonna be you. It's definitely going to cost you. Yeah. <laughs> we don't give that shit away. It's not going to be office price, but it's going to cost you. So I wanted to apologize because listening back to an episode a couple weeks ago, it was called like Beer Talk and Diss Tracks or something like that, where we talked about the Eminem Machine Gun Kelly diss tracks. Mm-hmm. I want to make a formal apology to everyone on planet Earth because I might have come across as if I I don't know how to say this. Como se dice supported Machine Gun Kelly in some way. (laughs) And after this last weekend um, when I saw Fall Out Boy and Machine Gun Kelly in concert. <laughs> I want to apologize to the people of the world, to the people of the world. Machine Gun Kelly is the best way I can describe him is Kid Rock 2.0 beta version. Okay? Garbage. So he is not singing about Trump Home Alabama yet. <laughs> yet. <laughs> I have never seen White trash, and I say this because I, I I don't know how else to describe it. I've never seen white trash assemble in one location to the volume in which they yeah, assemble. Very voluminous. It is. It, it it was impressive. Like I've not seen trailer trash 
as drunk as they were, screaming pseudo rap lyrics since Limp Biscuit. Honestly, and I was a huge <laughs> Limp Biscuit fan. What about Crazy Town? No, the come my lady, come come my lady, you're my butterfly sugar. Play. No, please, dude, fucking that, stop that. And they called it a play on words, Brian. No, he was he was scream singing at people <laughs> to the point where they were scream singing back like they oh, it was no. just it was like a fucking sparring session of shitty lyrics back and forth with a man with a microphone and the drunk fucks in the audience. It's it was Chris. impressive. Like I'll. That I'll 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 send you a picture of a guy who was there who had a giant beard. I mean, we're talking full on beer bro beard. The difference is he was holding I think eight empty cups that were filled with fizzy yellow substances. So I'm assuming I'm just gonna say Bud Light because Coors Light and Miller Light drinkers do not behave in this manner. <laughs> they just okay. just don't. He is screaming Machine Gun Kelly lyrics at oh. him. The lyric. I rep bone thugs till I die. Ooh, I've never in my life had more douche chills than the 30 minutes that that man performed on stage. Mm. Whilst performing, I remember looking over at Mrs. Brian and just going, what in the fuck are we doing here? What is this? Why did we come to this? We could have shown up 45 minutes late and just been just fine. Just fine. We would have missed nothing. I don't know if it was a generational thing because uh, the people who performed first, this artist called Nothing Nowhere, he's apparently a rapper. I mean, he's like Linkin Park crossed with Fall Out Boy crossed with, fuck, I don't know. I, it, at first I thought it was just really douchey and then I was like, okay, this is the genre that I came to. It's fucking Fall Out Boy. This is, you know, okay, put some perspective on this. That dude was actually pretty damn good. Um, and then Machine Gun Kelly came out, and I was like, how did he get on this lineup? How the fuck did this happen? And then I was reminded by Mrs. Brian that she saw Fall Out Boy in like 2007 with Paul Wall. Do you remember Paul Wall? Yeah. Something like a disco ball? Uh, wow. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, famous for his grills and whatnot. Yeah, and he did, I mean, he like lost teeth and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure did that. <clears throat> but... Like so, their Fall Out Boy is known for not only their screamo, like uh, super, they're 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 awesome lyrics, uh, but they're also known for going on the road with really shitty rap artists. And Machine Gun Kelly is that. I was hoping Villem could chime in, maybe if he had any experience with Machine Gun Kelly lyrics, but I am he, left. He has once again gotten up and abandoned us, <sighs> high and dry. I got bodied by Villem right there, um, yeah, which is not a fucking workout tape that you think it would be. It's <laughs> no, just we did not. You know, you you do the setup perfectly. You do. They say, hey, do ten squats. You do fifteen squats. They say, hey, do twenty push-ups. You do forty. You and just got at the me. end of it. They walk away, <laughs> and you're like, "God damn it! I thought I did it." And they leave you. They have a towel. They just throw exactly. at you. It says "body exactly. by villain. cotton mouth, no lube, and all. Mm-hmm. So, what I'm saying is, I, I'm not going to detract from the distract. The distract was good. Okay. Uh, yeah. But. Machine Gun uh, Machine Gun Kelly has always been trash. He is a fucking just, trash human being. Yeah, and and it's not it's no fault of him. He 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 Wasn't has it? been produced into this world of 
manufactured hip hop, which is really what the fucking entire Kamikaze album is about. So mm-hmm. he, I mean, he he focused on bodying Eminem did <laughs> okay. anything that was just completely manufactured bullshit trash. If this man wants to come back and actually do something, put out an album that you produce, that you write the lyrics on, that you don't focus on this like sounding like Lil Pump and these bullshit artists, then maybe it works. We'll see. Uh, see this I issue. I, I feel, I, the, the fucking freestyle proves that he can do something. I I, I think. <clears throat> Thinking back on it, I've, I've had time to reflect on my statements that I made on this very podcast uh, a couple weeks ago. And I made mention like, oh, you put this out in a week. Um, that might not be completely accurate. Like, ugh. the rap world is notoriously small. So if one were to think that no one knew that Eminem were, were, was coming out with this diss album... Uh, yeah. One might be lying to themselves, and if uh, you were to think that uh, Machine Gun Kelly really just wrote this rap in a week, you would also be lying to yourself because he had no new material. It was just other than my beard's weird. That was the only new material that he had. Um, Methinks that he wrote this quite a long time ago. Yeah, and, he probably uh, wrote it as soon as he wrote the wrote the shit about that got him. Yeah. Pissed off. Um, Willem, do you have any... Now that you're back with us, thank you for joining us again. Uh, Willem, do you have any experience prior to this podcast with one Machine Gun Kelly? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think I have. You a big fan of MGK? I hate this conversation because... Oh, uh, okay. I, yeah, I think I have one of his songs on my Ugh. Spotify, you know, Ugh. save songs or whatever. Is it that one that says, I'm bone those till I die? Yeah. God. Which I will say... <laughs> The beat to that song, pretty dope. Not gonna, I can't hate on that beat. But the words, though, the words is what I have a problem with. Yeah, yeah, no, I get you. Because when I, you I have completely understand, like, like, and the thing is, it comes on now. I haven't taken it off, and maybe I should just go back and get it. Now. Probably like, should. Yeah, pull because, that bandaid off. Like, it's not that I like like every time it comes, I'm like, oh fuck this song. Like, <laughs> you know, we have a couple. I feel like we all have those. Oh yeah. Like, why did I fucking save this piece of shit? Bobby like, Shmurda. I still have that so, on. Philip, <laughs> Shmurda, she wrote. Yes, Philip. Yeah. <laughs> on a on a lighter note, have you heard the new Travis Scott album? Uh, what's the new one? Astrology. The uh, no, I have not. Astro. I thought different? it was something like Astrodome or some shit like that. Sorry, no, Astro-glide. I think it's actually astrological, but it's Astro something. Okay, like, Astroglide. Have you heard the true Travis? Oh, I just guys. It's no, called, it's Astro World. Just Astro. time out. That song is "Till I Die," and I just removed it from my thank you song list, and I feel really good about. That. I don't. I don't have the. <laughs> Slow ride. Not the song. Take it easy. So, um, yeah, it's called Astro World. Definitely listen to that one. That is one of Travis Scott's best album, if not his best album. It is very, very good. Um. But yeah, I mean, it's so machine, it, it, Kelly is what he is. Yeah. It just is what it is. He's a he's a trash panda of rap. Music. I don't know if he's trash though. Like the 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 disc record that he put out was not trash. No, and, but here's the deal. 
uh, it could have been someone else that wrote it. I don't know. Ball with the ball to... wasn't a bad song when it came out in 1999. Exactly. All exactly. right, I just want to throw this out there. <laughs> you know, consistency's sake, Eminem's fucking better, and that's why M won. Fuck it. I okay. Again, I want to be very clear because I explained this to Mrs. Brian earlier tonight. Like, I'm gonna make an apology, and she was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, what?" I was like, "I don't want to say that Eminem's diss track was better because I still don't believe that." However. I do believe that uh, I gave Machine Gun Kelly way too much track, uh, way too much credit, and also I'm starting to believe the hype that the the, the conspiracy hype that uh, the two of them were in cahoots for hyping their own record because Machine Gun Kelly dropped an album nigh one week after he dropped that Eminem diss track. Yep. So I, uh, I, I listen. I've got I've got no. Yeah, whatever. Fuck it. Machine Gun, he sucks. It just is what it is. Just move on. He's not good. So let's move on. Uh, You know what album you should... It's an EP that uh, you should listen to. Do you know what an EP means, Fulham? Extended play. There it is. Erection penis. (laughs) No. uh, (laughs) Erection uh, penis. We all know this. just released a new EP called Run This Town. Or not Run This Town, just Run This. I was going to say, is that Rihanna's remix? Yes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Young um, Thug remix. All right. I'll listen to it. Fuck. What is it called? I think it's, it's run this. Hold on. Okay. But anyway, uh, it's good. It's, it's, it's Young Thug. I think you guys might know. but uh, Big, yeah, no, big Young really, Thug fan. <laughs> I'm huge you into the Young Thug. thug. Uh, let's see. Brian's not a fan. No, I am. I, I I don't I don't I don't mind the thug of young. Well, hold on. on, young on the run. Sorry, guys. Time. On the run. On the run is the name of yeah. the. So young thug, I do believe, has been around since. I want to say two thousand four. Like he's he's not new. No, yeah, he is. He was discovered by well, not like new, but. Young, uh, he was discovered okay, by yeah, 2015. Man. Not the same guy. Okay, yeah, no. Fair enough. So his first albums like seem to have done real well. Beautiful Thugger Girls. <laughs> yeah, uh, a lot of good. No, he's shut got, up. Like, slime season, slime season two. No, I, that's new. That's I'm a, up. I feel like slime it's in Three. That's all. Barter Six was his first one. Hey, Mr. Barter. Beautiful Thugger Girls does have great reviews, and that came out uh, June 16, 2017. Tell me where you yeah, so, good shit on there. Yeah, I'll listen to Young Thug. I mean, this is – so, okay. Rap, real, like, phenomenally reliable source for good rap reviews is Metacritic because they conglomerate actually really any music. I, I'm a big fan of the Double XL, their uh, freshman class every year. Double XL is always good for new artists fun. that don't have multiple reviews. Yes. Yeah, I mean that's where. So what's weird is Double XL reviewed Lil Dicky with uh, Kodak Black and like Lil Uzi Vert and shit. Or no, no, they did a designer Lil Dicky, Kodak mm-hmm. Black, and somebody else. I'm like, what the hell is Lil Dicky doing in here? Because he's uh, been around forever. But then you realize like hmm, he was doing. Uh, Lion King covers YouTube. and shit. Yeah, <laughs> on, YouTube. on YouTube. Like when I when I sent Brian a little dicky fucking video, it was on YouTube, and I think he had like five songs. Yeah, on it was YouTube. real weird. One of them was like really Jew hating, but then you're like, oh, he's a Jew, so I guess this. Weird. I guess this is appropriate. I don't feel appropriate listening <laughs> yeah, to it and this screaming out the like K word over and over. 
Yeah. So, uh, okay. Well, uh, yeah, I, f- I find Metacritic very reliable um, for overall. If, if people have had careers to find out, okay, these are the albums that I can judge their career on. I find them consistent. And that actually is what made me go back to Travis Scott because Travis Scott, the first three albums, I was like, you know, this is fine, but it's just not my deal. And I can see why people like it, but I can also see why people really hate it. His latest album is literally one of the best albums this year. It's it's very, very good. Is Astro. it Fire Frank? Does it get the Frank Fire Award? I don't do fire because I feel like that is uh, cultural appropriation. How for what pyros or what? Well, I don't know. No, because the, the 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 term fire comes from Funk Master Flex calling things fire. Fire comes from Neanderthals. We all know this. Too, okay, Brian, <laughs> calling what? an album fire is what? Funk Master Flex. You're fire on fucking hot ninety seven. So I'm, I'm not gonna be. I'm hot thirty one. Oh yeah, as this white suburban neighborhood kid, this album is fire. It <laughs> is. Okay. It is fire with an with a Y. With a yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm at Fire Festival Fire. Yes, we all um, know this. Yeah, that festival that never happened in the Bahamas. Okay, Brian, you've got one last bit. Let's I do. do I'll quickly go through it. Uh, so, no, no, not quickly. Oh, let's let's take our time That's on this one, Brian. Definitely. Let it simmer. I think I'm going to sign up. Definitely not going to take time, time. honestly. Uh, okay, so this is an article from Dig.com. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it, but kind of yeah. a big deal. Uh, Kevin Rose founded that site back in the day. Who? I, anyway, his name was Kevin Rose. He was kind of like Alex Ohanian, but he was very much not as smart. Okay, That's what it came down to. Okay, cool, 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 cool. So uh, this article uh, it comes out every year um, or similar to it, basically uh, mapping out which states drink the most alcohol per capita. Okay. Okay. Um, nothing new here. We all know the big, the big dogs, the biggest drinking states. <clears throat> Wisconsin. Wait, I don't actually. Okay, honest. so remember, this is not the highest number of, like, I, 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 Wisconsin is always up there in the drunkest cities in America. You're uh, talking well, Wisconsin's a state. No, no, no. Like all the si- like, there's right? a lot of cities in Wisconsin that always rank in the drunkest cities. Is what I was true. sorry trying true, to say. True, true, per true. capita, what's Per capita. Yeah, so... Um, I'm looking to see if there's any qualifiers in here. Uh, there's not. So, per capita. Does anyone want to take the guess on the state with the highest consumption of alcohol? And this is alcohol, not just beer, not just wine, not just liquor. Okay, but hold on. We do need to get into some specifics. Is it per capita? Because that would make a volume choice Villem, not necessarily the fuck valid. did i just say what the fuck did i just say <laughs> per capita oh i'm sorry my dog squealed I okay tried to, all right like, the answer is appalachia <laughs> appalachia the state of appalachia you are correct <laughs> it is the northern regions of the rocky mountains up by montana and idaho that's what your guess is no it's not my guess okay. is villain what's your guess i'm gonna say no, Kentucky. 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 Okay. So, yeah. my guess per capita consumption of alcohol. Oof, this is not easy. I will. No, I will go Minnesota. Minnesota. Okay. Uh, no. Okay. So here's the deal. Uh, to put some perspective on things, the states that we know and love, 
we'll say Oklahoma. Uh, Oklahoma's drink per capita falls in the lowest tier. Uh, yep. Matter of fact, we rank uh, Oklahoma ranks fourth lowest in alcohol consumption per capita okay. at one point eight eight. So that's one point eight eight gallons a year per person in Oklahoma. Oh yeah, okay. So that means there's they a lot of they a lot of people in Oklahoma not drinking because I know Parker is drinking way more than two gallons of alcohol in a year <laughs> <laughs> by himself. <laughs> by himself, uh, a lot of them are just not. Drinking, they're just straight doing meth all the time. Teetotalers and meth. That's all they do. So Texas, uh, on the other hand, is 2.34. So up on the upper end uh, of gallons per capita consumed. Frank, your... Uh, oh, we'll start with Villem. Your guess of Kentucky actually falls uh, a slightly above Oklahoma's at 1.98 gallons. Oh, so less than shit. two gallons per capita. Remember... There is a very high excise tax for people in the state of Kentucky to drink their own alcohol. So while they produce a lot, it costs them a little bit more to drink there. Frank, your guess of Minnesota, not a bad guess. Uh, substantially higher than even Texas at 2.77 gallons per person. Uh, okay. So unfortunately, though, it doesn't fall in the top five of states with the highest consumption oh, but of alcohol. Top 10. Top ten, sure. I don't know. That's not fucking. That's not clearly spelled out for me here on this infographic. <laughs> so I'm not going to do that math. But here's 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 what uh, does come in. Number five is North Dakota with two point sure. eight seven, or I'm sorry, three point two six gallons. Yeah. So hold on, Brian. Let me break it down. You got to think of the saddest states and the coldest. Okay, I will give you coldest because these numbers on here are will not lie. Uh, Maine, Alaska, are they no, number one? No, not anywhere close. They're uh, not even uh, 2.94, so Alaska's up there. Uh, okay. And Maine is 2.81, so yeah, it's up They're there. They're both up there. Yeah. Okay, number four. Number four is Nevada, which I feel like it's a traveling mm. state. That's going to be skewed bigly. Yeah, it's That's, definitely skewed. Three point Vegas doesn't count. Throw it out. But that jumps up to three point four six, so it's a pretty significant jump. Uh, Which it, one? Nevada. Oh, okay. Fair uh, then it goes. And then people drink more regularly than they do in Vegas in which states? Let's be clear about this. So now here's where your theory of where it's cold and the population's low or lower might come into play. Uh, number three is Delaware. Okay. Delaware. I mean, it's tiny. Tiny, tiny, tiny. 3.85 And they're uh, all gallons. honest in Delaware. That's where Honest Day... It, honest Dell comes from Delaware. Honest right. Dell, okay. Uh, Washington, D.C., which I feel... I'm sorry. Delaware okay. Delaware is 3.72. Uh, Washington, D.C. was 3.85. doesn't fucking count. D.C. is number two? Yes. But here's the deal. Okay, so keep in mind, Washington, D.C., where apparently money does not matter because... It's all it's all fucking all politicians. It's all politicians and goddamn lobbyists. So and for some reason, politicians are rich. Three point eight five gallons. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. That makes sense in the real life. Oh, I just argue. <laughs> That's all I do. Argue for what? Um, against women's rights. One hundred percent. That's all set I do. up for themselves. There is. <laughs> oh, no, what are you doing? Fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. So but keep one hundred and ninety grand a year to argue. <laughs> so keep in mind, three point eight five gallons of alcohol per person okay that's washington yeah. dc number one is new hampshire 
Ooh, okay, yeah, I can see that. New Hampshire at 4.76 gallons, so almost a full gallon gallon more. more. And there's no tourist attraction there to excuse (laughs) me. Well, no. uh, Fucking Sugarloaf's up there. That's a lot of Massachusetts. (laughs) I don't know what the fuck Sugarloaf is. I feel like you just made (laughs) some shit up. It's a huge huge skiing mountain. Like huge. Yeah, but we know what Vegas is. Yeah, we also, yeah, I was going to say, Louisiana only has 2.59, and I was drunk the entire time I was in Louisiana. So, so here, here's the, well, okay. So, uh, mm, it does come down to how do, how, how do they measure this statistic? Are they just getting some fucking Vegas citizens and. I don't know. Think about the number of... Did they just happen to nail all the alcoholics in New Hampshire? I guess, but here's the deal. How much do you drink? A liter a day. Think about this. This. As much as we know people who drink alcohol in the state of Texas, two times, that number is two times greater in the state of New Hampshire per person. Yeah, but I mean, let's think about, like, what is two gallons really? You're talking Uh, about, like... 256 ounces. Yeah, so you're talking about literally 20 beers the whole fucking month. 250. Okay. All right. Okay. So, but so you're, you're spreading that amongst children? 20, you're spreading it amongst... 20 beers a month <laughs> is five beers a week. That's almost a beer every single day. Yeah. I just, that's like uh, that's, that's way below my drinking par. But at least have a beer a day? Like... Oh yeah, uh, for sure. I mean, uh, Villain's been glass of wine a day. Villain's like, I, been I nursing that cactus like juice whole, for three this weeks whole now. Stat needs to be corrected. You think There's it's low? Wrong you think it's thing. low across the board? Now, I want to keep in mind this People's is drinking age are very easy to find. But here's the deal: I don't think this. And let me check the stats here. Because if you have a ton more kids in Texas than you have in fucking New Hampshire, which I'm sure you do. Yeah, well, you gotta you gotta make up for that. You got to make up for it. So doing it just based on oh total population, you drink this many gallons because that is what is sold. Listen, is Frank. Not Frank, I feel like you're trying to shit on Dig.com stats here. Absolutely I don't know. am. I, they are no Dig.com, aka Bulletproof.org, with their stats. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think right. you can. Are you still on Dig? Yes. <laughs> no, I don't know. It it popped up on my uh, Google News alert. After that motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. dig, no, no, no. He'll be on Reddit in twenty. Villum, Villum, yeah. Villum. This dig has two G's, so yeah, this is yeah, a little bit different. Dig. No, That's it can't the be the one same we're one. About. Man, when I remember That's back where then, like, came from. if yeah, if you wanted to, uh, if you wanted your blog post to go big, you wanted it to be digged. Mm-hmm. That was huge. Hey, uh, guys, I got to drop off. So. But we're all about to close out. So yeah, we are. You finish and then. All right. Uh, yeah. No, I'm sorry. I just saw a news story. Is Jalen McCluskey transferring from Oklahoma State? He is. Yeah, that was a, a while back. He is. Yeah, he got frustrated with not being the number one receiver. So that really blows dick. Transferring. It does. Uh,. F- Ooh. Hasn't said. Yet. He hasn't said. He, he just, just said he was requested leaving. Requested a transfer, and to be honest, though, that Mitchell kid is better than he is. So. I know, but I can't scream. Tell him, McCluskey. Tell him what time it is. Whenever know, he, it's annoying. Mitchell Jaylen catches always the ball. Drops the deep ball for whatever. I don't reason. give a shit because we don't have a quarterback that can get it to him. So I'm fine That's with that. Fine. That's a fair statement. That is a fair statement. Hey, by the way, can we just take credit for the fact that we called the fact that we'd probably lose this? Week? Yes. Yeah. I pat myself on the back for that because uh, we lost. I do believe it was actually Congrats. my statement. 
Well, right. I said that too. Okay, Let's- say bye, Villain. Bye, guys. Love you. Thank you for listening. Follow us on Instagram. Please. That's my job. Don't do that. Don't don't try to. All right, Brian. It's time, time for the after after, after job, Brian. Show. Love you, Mina. Bye. All right, Brian. It's time for that after after show. Yeah. Okay. He's gone. Now we can get to the <laughs> get to the real deal here. So, Brian. Yes. Um. The. Uh... <sighs> okay. So, <clears throat> I do have one last topic. Oh, okay. That was really, really kind of you know when they use props in movies um like in the office where we just went to all those yeah but i mean like more so like money props drug props yeah that's kind of it's it's a good kind of memento if you were close right so like i'd imagine in some of these movie shoots where they they have live action but it's mostly like a shot of a crowd with confetti dropping down and people are actually like acting surprised and they use like the public. Right. right? Like that, that that's kind of cool. And you get a memento and you sign a waiver and then that's it. So how disappointed would you be if you had this massive plot to rob a pot dispensary and you thought you got away with like millions of dollars in pot. And <laughs> oh my god, you're kidding! You <laughs> yeah. simply got away with oregano. <laughs> Wait, they stole prop pot? <laughs> they did, and it was like an intentional strategy by these people who they went like, onto a movie set thinking they were stealing no. real pot. Okay, all right. No, sure. the, the the dispensaries in Denver. Have gotten wise to the fact that like smash and grab yeah. happens at the level that it happens at the fucking Tiffany's on Fifth Avenue. And what right. very few people know is Tiffany's on Fifth Avenue have props for their actual rings. Well, Frank, because they've gotten snap like smash and grab so many times. If you want to see a ring, they'll bring it out to you. But everything in the case is cubic zirconia. Frank, and that's where that's where you get it wrong. What you do is, you go into Tiffany's, you steal the chandelier. It's priceless. You get caught on the way out. <laughs> also you, priceless. <laughs> you get caught on the way out. Turns out it's Tiffany, the daughter of the owner of Tiffany's. You okay. fall in love with her. You make sweet love. You yeah. <laughs> you tell her that you're going to go to Mexico. False. You turn out. You go to Canada. You hide the chandelier away. You sell it on the black market there. You meet up later. You find out you have a love child. <laughs> Sorry. And fifty dollars for a stolen chandelier. Sorry. It's priceless. <laughs> but you had to sell it. Sorry. Anyway, so, yes, I, okay. I would be very pissed if I if I went through all the effort to steal something, anything. I mean, I am I'm really a lazy person, so. If I'm going to the effort to steal something, it better be worth a shit ton of money. Well, I mean, anybody would imagine that, right? So you go to a bank where people have safety deposit boxes and have things. Things. You run the risk of going to, and yeah, I mean, even with the safety deposit box, if you can't pop it open. Oh, yeah, you're SOL. But um, because a lot of them are actually empty because people get like kind of fucking they're like oh i'm gonna have the safety deposit box and we put the shit in here and then they're like shit i need to pay the rent i'm gonna take it out yeah exactly anyways the um the native roots p 
people, I guess you would call them. I don't, they don't list their names. So, um, genius, absolute genius strategy. They went and they said, Oh, fuck it. You know, this is marijuana. We're not going to have real marijuana in here. We have props for the evening. So people are like, Oh man, that's some good bud. Yeah. But we're just going to leave the props. We're going to put the rest of the shit in a safe. Nice. And, yeah, people literally – so a group of teens drove a van into the fucking Native Roots with Fuck the intent of stealing them. all the pot, and they stole oregano. And, you know. Well, you know what? Good for the fucking potheads for not being lazy and, and just sticking – well, actually, you know what? They probably were really lazy. They are like, should we put the real stuff in there? Nah, fuck it. Just leave it. Just leave it fake. I'm going to give a good old, like, a thumbs up to the business owners yeah, and a good old nice try to the teenagers. I mean, this isn't permanent record type shit, right? Like it's, let's hope that we're under 17. Cause if they're 17, they're gonna be like, Oh, these are adults. Well, yeah, maybe. Um, yeah. Nice try. Send them to juvie, have them do two years, make sure they have an ability to go to college and let's move on. <laughs> this is dumb fucking like, Oh yeah, we could totally be like they are on fucking Ocean's Eleven, and you, you know, no, you know, like that's movies. This shit was yesterday. Like, <laughs> yeah, and cameras exist, so don't don't do this. this Hold on, there was another one that says suspects crash into marijuana dispensary, attempt to enter a locked area, give up, and then they stole t-shirts. <laughs> They just stole T-shirts instead. Around 1 a.m. Wednesday, officers with Colorado Springs Police Department, Stetson Hills Division, responded to a burglary in progress at Native Roots Dispensary. Several witnesses called the authorities. Police investigators revealed that one of the suspects drove a stolen minivan. Good job, guys. Through the glass front door entrance to the store, allowing the suspect to gain entrance. Another suspect was spotted parked in the in a getaway car position out in front of the store. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, no, this was this is literally fucking Ocean's four twenty is what this is. <laughs> this is the dumbest shit ever. I mean, but you could write a teenage movie about this. Oh like, yeah, for sure. Fucking easily. A canine officer with the police department was driving toward the scene and approached uh, when he spotted a vehicle that matched the witness's car. Uh, I'm sorry, the, the suspect's car. Uh, Oh, get the, the driver of the suspect vehicle drove around the officer, but hit the officer's car, causing minor damage as they drove away. And then he had to stop. It says the investigation is ongoing. Oh I think it probably should have stopped right there. Like, hey, dipshit. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. You they don't. were probably high when they did this. <laughs> I, this literally the episode. This episode title is going to be called "Oceans 420" because that's all this shit is. It's just the worst. Like, hey, if you're gonna smash and grab a dispensary, for sure leave with weed. And also, while you're at it, just go ahead and smoke it all. Because it, when you get caught, and you will, like, there's going to be some serious repercussions. I don't even like. Do people understand that these? Okay, so an antique store. Let's put it this way. An antique store knows the level of kind of conservative ship yeah. that they need to hold their items to. And a weed store 
motherfucker knows that shit. <laughs> They're like, oh yeah, we got insurance, but it doesn't cover the product. So we're definitely going to over-securitize everything. Frank, I got a great idea. I got a bunch of empty growlers, okay? Follow me on this. We're going to break into a... We're going to drive a van into the front of a bar. We're just going to fill up the growlers, and we're going to get some really dope-ass beers. Yeah. Like, what it's, are you doing? I mean, doing? it's the equivalent. Cause yeah. <laughs> marijuana now is... I mean, in, I don't want to say it's common, but it's Den- common enough. In Denver, it is. No, I had but it, not even just in Denver. Well, even down yeah. here in Texas, it's whoa, 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 quite whoa, common. Fucking narc trying to get cops called on? What no, doing here? but I'm saying it's quite Jesus. common to to know that people get weed from uh, yes. Colorado. Like, this isn't something that – anybody acting surprised about it is Dude, fucking – Dude, Frank, what are we doing here? Why aren't we writing the next Smokey and the Bandit and literally calling it Smokey and the Bandit? And you just – it's all about running weed from Colorado down to Austin. That's all we do. Edibles is a fucking industry. Well, yeah, I mean, you got to keister some things and and make some put some things in Mother Nature's pocket. Probably just put in your fucking suitcase in the back. (laughs) Anybody just drive on through. I have heard people getting stopped out in Western Oklahoma on the on their way back in, and gets a little dicey. But I mean, what what are we doing here? Exactly. Why are we spending our time on that shit? Actually. As a matter of fact, why are we spending our time on most of this shit? The fucking, like, the illegal immigrant caravan that everybody talks about. (laughs) Fucking dumber than doornails. There's just none of this shit is equivalent to the damage being done actively by tariffs and shit. So just, yeah, just fucking get off your high horse and move on. Like, you guys are fucks. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even give a shit anymore. You defended some fucking rapists. <laughs> well, now, I, I, yeah. Listen, you... Innocent until proven guilty, fine. Four fine. people. Here's the issue that I have. Like, you, you say boys will be boys, or, oh, he was real young at the time. He's changed. Well, you know who has never been given a chance to change uh, the... Uh, 15-year-old out in uh, East Dallas who got shot and killed by a fucking police officer for no reason whatsoever. Or, or the guy got shot in his own house. Or the man who got shot in his own house by a fucking off-duty police officer. You decided to sentence them to life of death, so congratulations, assholes. Uh, I think you take a chance and actually listen to what these people uh, have to say about your shithead that you're trying to uh, appoint. But you know what? That's just me. Hey, defend the blue line. I, I shan't. I shan't be doing <laughs> that. I shit on it. I, I, blue blue people are... Uh, Smurfs are people, too. And uh, yep. they make just as many mistakes as the dude at Kinko's. And that motherfucker should be fired for making wrong copies. So there's just a difference on uh, the level of fuck-up that you have. Uh, so anyway. Yeah, one's like livelihood. Both of them are livelihood. One of them's lives. Mm. One of them Little lives. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. That's yeah, what you meant. Livelihood and what? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. That's what you. One gets paper cuts. One gets shot. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. You came home. Boom. <laughs> that, that is such fucking horseshit. <laughs> I fucking I can't. Yeah, I thought I walked into my own house. Yeah. Fucking dumb. I've I've been extremely intoxicated coming into my own home, and never once have I ever a walked to the wrong door ever. Ever. And never have I walked into any. I have walked into wrong homes. 
well, and gone, this is not my home. <laughs> and this is not like, I wasn't even intoxicated. This is, if if I rented a new apartment oh, okay. and I forgot the number, or I, I was in a hotel and I forgot my room number. I will like, say, hotels have happened. I have put my key in the wrong slot. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, and then you're like, oh yeah, now I get shot. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> you, you go to fucking prison, die in there. No one deserves to get shot in their own house. No, and he, it's like, oh, fuck up, okay, yeah, okay, yep, all right, yep, no, you're a police officer. If you were fucked up. You didn't identify the fucking Van Gogh that wasn't in the corner. Like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? Yeah, maybe, maybe you just don't deserve to have a job. Or freedom. I'd be fine with that, too. Yeah. Anyway, all right, guys, well, on that super high note, <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed, uh... Oceans 420. I really like that title. I feel like we should have a fucking podcast name yeah, that. Like it should just be Oceans 420, Oceans 421. We just, oh, keep, yeah. it going. We just keep it going. O- Oceans 420 again. Yeah. <laughs> Oceans 422, back to the streets or whatever I, the fuck. Yeah, exactly. Maybe we do that for a little bit like Sharknado <laughs> does. Our Oceans 420, the weed returns. <laughs> Yeah, dankness falls that's what we yeah, call yeah. it and shit like the that dankness oh. Falls. oh my god we into dab the dab again <laughs> into the... <laughs> we dab again uh okay you know what uh thank you for listening to us uh ramble on this evening and um thanks to villain for joining us for a short while mm. uh, and thanks to uh beers on windowsills on instagram go check them out make sure you follow him good guy very good guy. Best of guys. Uh, and while you're at it, go ahead and follow us at No Beer Left Cast on Instagram as well as Twitter. The depths of the internet hell that is Twitter. Um, go over there. Listen to uh, Frank stir up some serious shit over on Twitter every now and then. It's oh, fun. It's serious. It's all fun, fun, fun times. Um, time. For Brian here in North Texas, until next time, I'm out. For Frank in far, 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 far southwest. East, actually. Um, Lubbock, Texas, I feel like I earned the ability to say that because we got our asses beat. Um, <clears throat> just want to give a shout out to Sweden, and you should probably fire your ad watchdog because they indicated the fact that the distracted boyfriend meme is sexist, which is really weird. Um, I feel like if you replaced the guy with a girl and you made the other two ladies guys it wouldn't matter and maybe we should do that if it's not going to be sexist i don't know but really odd odd determination on your part um not a world that i necessarily want to live in like literally just a joking good kind anyways okay i'm out Beer!